Being in chronic pain and getting the runaround from the nightmare that is the current medical model can cause people to become frustrated, hopeless, and downright cynical about any chance of getting a resolution for their injury and pain. As manual therapy practitioners, we make the mistake of trying to isolate the injury presentation to being implicated just by tissue issues and ignore the other factors involved. So many people in this crazy and hectic world are struggling more each day with mental health. And when you add chronic pain on top of all of it, it can be a horrible combination. I get many questions about what to do when there is clearly a mental health issue impacting the treatment process from soft tissue practitioners all over the world because it is a topic that is difficult to address and approach. In this episode, I wanted to give some guidelines and strategies I have learned over the years addressing this very issue. The key is being able to understand if the problem is all mental health related or a combination of both a tissue problem and mental struggles. I hope you enjoy the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Soft Tissue Revolution podcast, where we teach self-employed massage therapists a new treatment system that focuses on working smarter, not harder, allowing them to cut their treatment times by 50% so they can stay healthy and help more people get out of pain. Dr. Matt Mazur here. Thank you so much for stopping by and checking out the show. Let's jump right into it. I am currently a little bit under the weather, so my voice might crack out just a little bit here and there. I don't know what's going on. I got something, but... Didn't want to miss the podcast this week, trying to stay consistent and get this out there. And this was a really important episode, um, one I've been meaning to make for quite some time now. You know, the idea of like recognizing mental health issues in your clients and like how to address them, what to do when it happens. I get a lot of people that reach out and ask me this question and two things kind of happened over the last couple of weeks. I got a few more questions about how to recognize this mental illness and what to do with it. And then something happened in my own clinic. We had a client that's been in chronic pain for a long time, going on like 10 years, um, really been fucked over and screwed over by the medical system, hasn't got any real answers, really just depressed, anxiety ridden and struggling with everything. And they said to us one day, they said it was just like out of the blue said, you know, I can understand why people commit suicide and kill themselves. And I kind of stepped back in the moment. I was like, whew, that's some deep stuff, you know. And before, in, earlier in my career, I'd want to avoid those conversations because they're they're tough. And I didn't feel like I was equipped to handle it. I'm like, well, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I do have a bachelor's degree in psychology, and I never thought that I would use that so much in my own practice. But as I've gotten more seasoned, more, I guess, long in the tooth in my profession and my practice, I've recognized these a lot. And I realize that you can't ignore it, you got to address it. But a lot of times what happens is people come in and they have a mental health issue, but they also do have a physical problem. And that's really good to be able to identify that and know that that's going on and understanding the factors in there. But sometimes you get people that come in 
in the nicest way possible that just it's all mental. It's all mental health and it's not a tissue problem. It's not having that. And I want you to be able to recognize when that one's happening as well because you don't want to take these people on for clients because it's just going to be frustrating. It's going to be lackluster results and you're just going to really wish you didn't take them on. So what I want to know, want to equip you with better with this episode is recognizing how much of this problem is mental health, how much of this problem is a tissue-related problem, and that really help you understand who you should take on and who you shouldn't take on, but also understanding when you do get a mental health issue, you gotta confront it. You can't just sweep it under the rug and pretend it didn't happen because if you don't, eventually it's gonna get bigger and bigger. It's gonna be that giant elephant in the room that you must address. Let me just make a side note about chronic pain. I myself am a chronic pain sufferer, but I don't make it my identity and I'm not a victim about it, but I blew out three or four discs in my neck playing football and two or three in my low back. And yeah, there's some days where I just feel like absolute shit and it's hard. You know, I ended up losing family members to surgeries and pain pills and I don't want to go down that road, but being in chronic pain really just sucks the life out of people. And it's even worse with the current medical model. You know, they go to these doctors and they're ignored. They just throw some pills at them. They might tell them to go see physical therapy that I've been very outspoken that that does jack shit and does nothing to address the problem. Then they just start telling them that it's all in their head. And then these people start thinking, well, maybe it is in my head. And then they start taking pain pills and it's a whole spiral going out of control. The current medical model is completely fucked. You know, part of the reason that I created the soft tissue revolution was I'm like, we got to clean up the conservative care model, the front end model where people are first starting and getting them good care, getting a proper diagnosis, results driven treatment that aren't delivered by chiropractors and physical therapists. They are delivered by quality soft tissue practitioners, but you got to start using your brain and thinking critically. I sound like a broken record, but I'm like, you got to figure out what the fuck the problem is before you ever try to solve it. Most massage therapists that come to me, they just want to jump into treatment, but you have to understand what's going on, the factors involved in it. So sometimes you do get someone that is truly a mental health issue. One of the things that I do is I screen these out really good in my history. You know, I, t- I ask 12 questions um, for every single person and I tell massage therapists all the time, you must answer these questions and have the client answer these questions before you ever jump into treatment. They're always quick to be like, I'm just gonna jump into treatment. I'm an intuitive healer. I'll figure it out. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. You gotta ask the right questions. And one of the questions that I always ask is what's called my severity question. So it goes just like this. I say, on a scale of zero to 10, Zero being no pain, 10, you wouldn't care if I just cut that area off. What is the worst that pain has ever gotten? That gives me an idea of like, is this something really bad? And some people might say, yeah, it's been a, it's been a nine or 10. I had an episode of nine or 10, you know, a couple of weeks ago, or I've had them throughout the year. I'm like, okay, they're still doing okay. But then I say, what is it right now? And they'll look at me and they'll go, I'm a 10 right now. And they'll look at me with like a dead, pan face. And I'll be like, hmm, they're a 10. I won't say this out loud. I'll be like, they're a 10 right now. They're sitting here having a conversation with me. They managed to get their way into the office, but they're a 10. They wouldn't care if I just cut their neck or shoulder off right now. That is a red flag for me across the board. Normally what I like to see in my clinic in really just musculoskeletal injuries and how they're going to respond to treatment, they they range anywhere from like a three to eight. When you start getting to like eight or nine or 10, there's a lot more going on. There's like ruptures of disc, cartilage, things that I just don't really want to treat or deal with. But when they're looking at you dead in the face and they're like, I'm a 10, you're like, hmm, that doesn't make sense. But I let it keep going and I'm just continuing to collect data. 
next thing they'll say, you know, where you're like, hey, you're going to have to cut back on your activity, quit, you know, running a thousand miles a week or going to CrossFit 12 days a week or cutting back your load. And they'll look at you and they'll say, well, if I can't work out, I'm going to die. They'll literally say that. Like, if I can't work out, I'm going to die. Or like, if I don't work out, I don't have any outlet for my mental health and I'll go crazy and go postal on everyone. That is definitely another red flag that adds in there as well. It's like, man, there's some mental issues going on here. And then the last one is really focusing on objective measurements versus subjective. I talk about this a lot. So subjective is like, Basically, you just ask them, hey, how do you feel? And pain is really subjective. There could be a lot of other factors going on. They could ate like shit. They could have slept like shit. They could be stressed out. They could be going through a divorce. They could have kids that are crazy. They could have a lot of other things going on, and that pain will fluctuate. And so many treatment systems out there focus really just on subjective data instead of looking at what I call objective data. So what we teach in my method, the PEAK method, is real objective data. We have measurements. We have pictures. We have photos. We have all sorts of stuff. I'm trying to put it all in my brain. And it's real data because if we don't measure objective data, we don't know what's going on. And a lot of times when you're focused just on the subjective data and you have someone that's dealing with a mental health issue, this is kind of how it'll go. Like you ever had one of those clients where you treat them, they come in, they're like, oh my God, this is awful. I feel horrible. You treat them, they're like, I feel amazing. This is the best I've ever felt. I don't even think I need to come in anymore. You solved my problem. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. They almost want to cry because they're feeling so much better. Then a week later, they come back and they're like, all the pain's back. I'm back to a 10. It's just that up and down, back and forth that really spirals into that mental health issue. And it can be something that you really need to recognize. And if you're only focusing on the subjective data, you're going to be putting yourself in a bad place. Uh, I had someone that went through my training and I wanted to share a story that they went through. You know, They reached out and they said, Hey, I've been treating the neck. I've been treating the shoulder. Um, the client's test went from like 30% to almost like 95. They have full range of motion, full functioning. Everything's moving good. The tissue's palpating really clean. They did a really good job of looking at objective data, but they said the client is still saying that their pain levels are exactly the same. And I was like, oh, that's a red flag because if you have objective data, the client is moving better, they're functioning better, but they still say that they have all this pain. There is a mental issue going on there. So it's really making sure you have objective data because it's real data because real data doesn't care about feelings. It cares about facts and how things are moving. So use those um, screening tools, You know, the one out of 10. If they're saying things like, if I can't work out, I'm going to die. Those are red flags, but really ask the questions and slow down. Don't just jump right into treatment. So how to handle when you do have a mental health component for that? Number one is understanding the importance of, of empathy versus sympathy. This is really important. And a lot of us end up being very sympathetic for people. And what it does is it allows the continue to perpetuate their victimhood across the board. Don't let your clients be victims. Like, yeah. It sucks. It sucks being in pain, but you can't be sympathetic towards them. You have to be more empathetic, like understand what they're going through, but don't let them continue to be like, well, I'm still in pain and this is how it's going to be. That's how we did with that client. They were just like, oh, I, I want to kill myself. This is so bad. And it's like, you've come so far. And that's when we started showing them data, measurements, and showing them what we're doing. Like, you are better. You are doing better. It's giving them facts in reality. And afterwards, the client felt a heck of a lot better because they've been lied to, overpromised, and fucked over by the medical model. Another question that's really important, and I have a whole podcast where I talk about this, but 
on the history and when I'm taking them through everything, I get all the data, what's going on, where they feel the pain, what it feels like they've been going through, all that stuff that's really important. If you're not asking questions before your treatment, no wonder you're not getting the results that you need. Just a mini rant right there. We ask a really important question. I say, I have one last question for you and it is my most important question. How is this problem affecting your quality of life? And you'd be amazed at the answers that I get from that. And I really listen and I really dive in about what's going on because a lot of people just haven't been heard. They've been ignored. It can really mess with them on an emotional level. And when you can connect with someone that's been in chronic pain, been through the ringer, been fucked over, they really start to believe that you're going to be the answer to their problems and you're going to be able to help them. Another thing is with people that are mentally, not mentally challenged, mentally struggling and they use exercise as like an addiction and as an outlet don't enable that bad behavior you know you have to manage the load you know an injury is very simple um basically on one side you have capacity what the muscles and the tissues and the joints can take and the other side is load when an injury happens load exceeds capacity so you can't fix capacity and then have go out and do a bunch of load. I always say it kind of be like someone going to the dentist that keeps getting cavities, but they don't want to brush and floss their teeth in between or stop eating sugary foods. You have to tell them exactly what you need to do. Don't be wishy-washy around that shit. Don't be like, well, you should cut back. It's like, all right, you're normally running 10 miles a day. What we're going to do for this next two weeks is you're going to run two miles a day. And they're like, well, I can't do that. I'll die or I'll, I'll lose my shit. Then you can't get treated by me. And you have to be the adult in the room. They're coming to you to give them a true idea of what's going on, giving them a prescription of how you can help. Understanding your role as the practitioner, you have to be, you're the helper, you're the guide. But most people wanna come in and just be passive. They just wanna lay down on the table. They're like, do what you need to do and then I'm gonna continue to do all that stupid shit. And they're like, they want you to carry them up the mountain. I'm like, I ain't carrying your ass up that fucking mountain. But what I will do is I'll help you along the way. Do not let these people be passive because then what happens is they start to blame you for not being better. They're like, well, it's your treatment. You made me worse or you're not good at what you do. And it's like, no, motherfucker, I'm doing a really good job. You're not holding up your end of the bargain. So hold those clients accountable. And another thing is when you really see this mental health issue going on, encourage them to talk to somebody, like have a conversation about it. You know, old me, when someone said something like, oh, I don't know why people kill themselves, I would have got uncomfortable and like, oh, yeah, I get it. But what we did in that moment was I stopped the treatment that I was doing and I sat down and had a conversation. I didn't care about what I needed to do that day for treatment. What I had to address was this actual issue in front of me, explain to them what they're doing, how they're doing better, and just be someone that can help them along the journey. And just share stories. You know, I've done therapy myself, it's helped. Yeah, chronic pain sucks, but you know what? Addressing it and dealing with it and letting people know that you're not alone. There are people out there that can help you. And lastly is I just don't ignore it. You know, confront it, but peacefully and talk about it in the right way. People are going through a lot of shit. The world's fucking crazy right now. I, you know, I try not to watch the news or engage in social media because there's just so much crazy shit going on there. And then you add someone that's in chronic pain, like, fuck, it's hard. There's a lot of people struggling and they're not getting answers. They're getting fucked over by the medical system. And what we have to be is that voice of reason and really help them be more fact-based, more objective-based, and getting away from only improving symptoms but not improving function because if we improve function, symptoms will improve long-term, but just recognizing that it's happening is really, really key. 
That's all I got for you guys. Uh, what I want to link up, I'll link up in the show notes uh, this week. I made a webinar about the four uh, components and factors that present in the injury presentation. You know, we're all guilty of this as soft tissue practitioners. We want to make everything out just to be like a tissue problem and we don't address like the metabolic part of that. Uh, the degeneration component of the disc cartilage and um, tendons, uh, metabolic issues that that come in, and what I just covered, um, mental health issues. So I'll link that up. Go check that out. Another big thing I want you to kind of focus on is we spend so much time on like getting good at the treatment, applying the treatment. What we don't spend time in is like actually communicating to the client what's going on, educating on the process, what they need to do in between the treatments and letting them be so passive. They have to be active. Like I said, your role is to be the guide, but you're not the one doing all the heavy lifting. Uh, go grab our free training. We go through a lot of these things. We go through figuring out what the problems are, critical thinking, even some client communication, really help you understand and changing your mindset from being just a service provider to more of a solutions provider and getting that reputation where you can truly help people. We also have all those courses approved for uh, CEUs online and in person. If you're interested in that, all the information is in the show notes. And lastly, this was a really important podcast and I've been trying to make it for a long time. I'd appreciate you sharing this with anyone else and getting the message out there because mental health is a big issue, but we can't ignore it. We must confront it and help these people so they don't end up on a bad path down the road like pain pills, injections, and surgeries, which only make things worse. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you guys on the next one. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want help on the path to being able to double your income all while working 50% less and being taken seriously as a healthcare provider, I have some great resources for you. Number one, get access to our free training modules and introduction to my system, The Peak Method. Number two, subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Soft Tissue Revolution. Links to all of this can be found in the show notes. Lastly, if you like the show, please leave us a five-star review and share it with others that you know it could help.